Welcome to Story Shaped, the podcast about the stories that shape us and have the power to change the world. I'm Susan Cahill, debut children's author, and my co-host is the seasoned and wonderful children's author Sinead O'Hart. Together, we'll be taking you through some deep dives into the books that shaped us and interviewing other writers about their favourite and most influential stories. We hope you'll enjoy Story Shaped. lovely story shape folks uh this week we're going to be talking midnight feasts we're going to be talking competition between houses with a crocodile thrown in for good measure we are <laughs> delighted to welcome the wonderful sabine adyinka author of jummy at the river school which is a gorgeous boarding school story set in this prestigious school in nigeria called the river school and it's a story full of warm funny generous hearted girls and a few mean ones as well. Um, it's a story about friendship, <laughs> teamwork and fairness. It's a story about social inequality, the importance of raising everyone up, the importance of celebrating everyone's talents. And if you're a fan of a boarding school story, then search it out. Sabine grew up in Nigeria and went to a boarding school herself. So we're, we're excited to talk about real life and fictional boarding schools. And I believe we've got a second installment of Jummy's School Days coming soon called time to shine at the river school so sabine welcome to the podcast we're absolutely delighted to have you here and hello sinead hello susan hello sabine hi sinead hi susan it's really great to be here oh, we're so we're so happy to talk to you yeah i loved Thanks your book it was me. it was such a such a joyful celebration of i suppose of a school a school experience which is different to my own i, I mean i didn't go, didn't go to a boarding school or anything like that but i mean it was it was it was really different and yet completely relatable um and i absolutely loved jummy and i loved caro, I loved caro. and so many of your caro characters my favorite yeah it was people amazing. really love caro yeah, yeah. it's great <laughs> yeah she was she was great and i'm so glad i don't want to give away any spoilers but no i'm just spoilers. so glad the story worked out so i did it was beautiful <laughs> perfect <laughs> um and and just so much fun and, and the as, setting as i love the says, setting yeah. of the river school i can yeah. just like picture yeah. it in my mind um, like such a it's such an evocative location Oh, I want to ask a question: Thank Is the is the Shine Shine River a real river, or is it, is no. it an imaginary river? No, I I felt that my school was missing a river. Uh, <laughs> so I put good. it in there, but but I think um I've been walking a lot along the Thames, and I just I've fallen in love with the River Thames and walking along it, and I was like, yes. This belongs in the river school. So, well, it wasn't the river school at the time. Um, <laughs> and then, right. yeah, we took it from there. Yeah, It's just, it's a beautiful. I mean, I know, it's, if, if, even though it's not a real river, it's just a beautifully, even though, you know, the words, the words shine, shine river, even though they're not specifically sort of descriptive, they really do bring the the scene alive in the reader's mm. mind. At least for me, I could I could really see it, even just from the words Aww. shine, shine river and the way you could describe the, you know, the sort of the, the surrounding land. Uh, it's just, oh, it's, it's really, really well done. 
and feel oh. the heat yeah oh good <laughs> thank you. I love I loved learning so much about about Africa and about Nigeria in particular you know I, I love the fact that I was I was going to my dictionary or going to my Google every every sort of few oh, pages that's amazing what does that word mean and I was learning so much and it was great oh. you know um learning about the, the harmattan season yeah. which I thought I thought I thought was kind of like hot but then I learned from Google that it was kind of it's a cold dry season am I correct yes, to say that yeah season. which yes, is brilliant yeah. I, I love learning that yeah I love I love I love when you talk about the clothes that the characters are wearing and oh. you you, you use the, the you know the, the the terms that wouldn't be familiar maybe to, to a reader like myself but I, I loved yeah. reading them and go gosh that's what that means that that's what that means that's how you pronounce that word I love that that was so Everyone good so thank seemed you so well put together the, absolutely the, the, the uniforms the style were yeah the oh, style these people have thank you, thank you. <laughs> a, a lot of that is is actually um not too far from fiction so the the teachers in the school will be looking at you every second to see if you were <laughs> if anything was out of place your hair had to be neat and tidy and your oh your um I, I got into trouble a lot because I couldn't obey those type of rules I was always <laughs> untidy I, I managed um but um they, they would um sometimes there was a teacher who even told us how to what style we should do our hair and then everybody would want to have this hair in that way um so it, it isn't too far from fiction um oh but, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I would have been a disaster in that school I was, a total, <laughs> yeah, I, was. I still am and I was then a total scruff ball I would have been just thrown out on my ear <laughs> but I remember like did your school have these ridiculous rules like I didn't go to a boarding school but I went to a girls convent school and there was really like ridiculous rules about like what age gr- girls could wear certain things so we had to wear knee-high bottle green socks but if you were in the top two years you were allowed that's only you were allowed to wear black tights but only if you were exactly, in those years you exactly. big trouble if you were yeah, a I had girl to, wearing black tights exactly I had to reduce the complication of our clothes <laughs> for the novel <laughs> the really? editor kept saying that's a complicated oh one I'm like mm, but it's true <laughs> yeah, I wish it left yeah. those in and then, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I, I think I learned tricks like laying my bed with the school's bedspread was great because nobody knew what was underneath you just <laughs> your bedspread was rub- rubbish underneath your your bed sheets, and then you pushed the bedspread <laughs> and then suddenly you had a neat bed. So uh, I, I learned lots of tricks. I <laughs> love those tricks. That's a trick from a master. I like that one. <laughs> and did you did you enjoy boarding school? I really loved it. I really loved it. I mean, eventually later in life, I met one or two people who didn't enjoy it, and I was like, wow. It was amazing. And I, re- I realized, well, yeah, different people would have, if you were bullied, just like mm. anywhere else, if you were bullied, then you wouldn't like um, um, boarding school or school in general. So, but I had a, a really good time. And um, yeah, there were bullies, there were meanies, just like in the book. Um, yeah. But you, you, I guess you work your way around that as a person. But, um, so do you yeah. like the like the camaraderie of the, like, I guess, it was a girl's school. Yes, it was the a girl's school. Camaraderie yeah. of lots of girls yes it was brilliant I mean I suppose I'm an extrovert so I had fun I mean I don't know if you wanted your space that would have been really hard um because there was no there was I mean everybody was in your face um at all times um that's actually that's funny you say so because it's the impression I got from the book actually was like oh my god I would have been just looking for a quiet corner somewhere the girls are so exuberant and there's not exactly. like they're kind of bursting into rooms and they're you know <laughs> coming up with schemes and I'm like oh my yes, god exactly are there no quiet people who read in corners like me <laughs> but it was just it was so much fun to just be part of that it was brilliant oh, I really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah there's so much energy in the book there really is actually that's the that's the word energy just pours out of the pages it's fantastic yeah 
Yeah, if you go to Nigeria, you'll find the same thing. So then you'll be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. Um, but I suppose we should start off with by asking a question we ask all of our guests. Um, uh, Sabine Adienka, are you story shaped? Ah, so <laughs> I, I think I'm definitely story shaped, whatever however you want to um, dissect that question, my answer would be yes, um, because I make up stories. Even be- long before I ever thought of writing, I'd read a book and get stuck on one page because I'm more interested in what could become of this person. Why is this person behaving this way? What would happen if I did that from when I was a kid and got me into lots of trouble because you didn't finish the literature book you were supposed to be reading and you got stuck on one page. Um, I remember one a book, it was by Chinua Achebe, it, Things Fall Apart, and on page 90, the dog eats his own vomit. And um, <laughs> You remember the page I, number. I remember, you remember the page number. That's yeah, amazing. I remember the page number. And he literally did that, not metaphorically. Literally. <laughs> literally. I have and seen my, dogs doing that. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And, I just, yeah. Yeah. and I was so, I just read that whole page over and over again. And I think it was the first time that I thought, maybe I really am good at literature because we did the test and I got the second highest in the class and I was like I read only one page Um, (laughs) it's that thing of story I love stories and if I see if I'm driving and I see um, um, plants in a in a place it shouldn't be like in a dilapidated building and then suddenly there's a balcony with lovely plants I'm like what's going on there what's happening as in and I like to it just forms a lot of stuff in my mind. And it, it, it I think it affects the way I behave. Um, and I'm, I think I'm a silly romantic and I want the stories to end well, justice and all that. So I, I'm constantly making up stories and living by them. So, yeah, I love that. Really I think you're like me. You're you're like a curious person. I'm always looking at, you know, uh, not maybe when I'm driving, but if, if you're on, on a bus or something, yeah, like yeah. you're walking down the street, you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you see things and they just spark curiosity in your head. And you kind of, what is that there for? Why yes. is that person wearing that hat? Yes. You know, what is that word on that sign? <laughs> what does it mean? You know, I, I love that. And it's I mean, it yeah. makes your mind very busy, but I love that yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But it's it's a great way to be. I think you know that's that's a fantastic. It, it seems to be like stories for me too. A thread Sorry. that runs through um, a lot of the writers that we're talking to is that we're all people who are like our heads are busy, like curiosity <laughs> and like yeah. just trying yeah. to figure things out and follow noticing the, things, noticing yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. A particular yeah, kind yeah. of attention. I think I'm always trying to find portals to other worlds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're looking, looking to looking to escape, or you just sort of so you know where they are in case of emergency. <laughs> no, it's more like I would, if I found one, I would step through. Yeah, cool. yes, yeah. and and cool. yeah, all the things. There's this one in my head. There is an eighth day of the week oh. that I've oh, yeah. been given, but nobody else knows about it. Oh, I love that. I like that. Gosh. <laughs> I'm always daydreaming about. That needs to be a book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, when you finish with so Jummy. Coming out, Sabine, we need to know the story. Yes. <laughs> and did you did you read boarding school stories when you were young? Yes. Yeah, so I think those were the first actual novels that I actually read because I wasn't a big reader when I was young. I loved comics. Mm. So that, mm. That's what I got stuck on. Um, just the way you could um, produce humor with brevity 
just one line and the, the expression on the face. So I, I loved those. And then I discovered Enid Blyton's Mallory Towers. Oh, and yeah. I was hooked. I, I read all loved of those them. Books. Yeah. Then they went into St. Clair's. I don't know which one came first, but I discovered Mallory Towers first and then St. Clair's and I fell in love. Um, the <laughs> lemonade, sitting down, having picnics. And I wasn't in boarding school yet. Um, so I daydreamed about boarding school. I was going to go to boarding school. It was going to be brilliant. I didn't care about how, whether I'd miss my parents or whatever. I just wanted to go to boarding school. So when there were opportunities for exams for boarding school, that's all I thought of. I didn't think of the academics and studying. All I thought of was the, sitting midnight down. Midnight feast. Yeah, having midnight <laughs> feast. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah so obviously like you said a you story shaped definitely because that formed my mind and made me want to go to boarding school and then when I got to boarding school it was just as exciting it was really exciting um and then always after secondary school I always used to think I want people to know that my boarding school was just as fun as Mallory Towers. Yeah, because I and think then, that's I think yeah. that you might be unusual there, or because I'm like when I read all of those Mallory Towers books and the St. Clair's books when I was young, and I was similar. I was just like, I need to go to boarding school. Please send me to boarding school. I really I want midnight feast. I want that you know that lovely swimming pool. Yes, was, like a, the tidal swimming the natural pool the natural sea yeah. swimming pool they had. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my mom, who mom had gone to boarding school, and she was like, no. You do not want to go to boarding school. I think she enjoyed. I think she did enjoy her experience, but she was like, maybe she knew that I was like the introverted child sitting in a corner with this a book, and she yeah. was like, yeah, no, yeah. no, you're not yeah. going to enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm really glad that you like you got to live out your dream and well, live yeah. up to your dream. I think I might be like your mom because I, I don't think I'd send my children to boarding school, but mm -hmm. I had a whale of a time. But I think the world has changed. Mm. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. The inner sense of childhood is kind of different now. And I just wouldn't trust the world in that yeah, way. Now. That's a good point. Sadly. And is, sadly. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. And is, this, is the setting of Jubby um, at Thurber School, is that like, is, is it not historical, wouldn't be the right word, but it isn't a modern day setting, is it? Or, it's in the or, 90s. In the 90s, right. So okay, in my head, it's when I yeah. went to school. Sure. Okay. So yeah, no mobile phones. Um, yeah, the teacher. I mean, if you look, the, the editors sometimes say, shouldn't a teacher be there, like in the scene that I'm writing? I'm like, well, they wouldn't have been. So in, in the, the dining hall, you went to school. Yeah, yes. yes. They wouldn't. Yeah. Teachers wouldn't come because the seniors were fine. They got us. They, they would be able to organize everything. So we did everything. And the teachers belonged only on inspection day and in the classrooms. Um, and, and it was really fun like that. It's really great. Yeah. So you had you had freedom as well, and we had freedom. Sense. Uh, we yeah, made yeah. fun of the teachers a lot. That all we did was imitate them and make fun. It's really good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and um, did you enjoy? Did you study literature, English, and that kind of thing at school? Did we? Did you I like didn't. that? That's good. I I no. didn't. Um, my my father, he was an amazing man. But one thing in the, in that time in the nineties in Nigeria, everybody felt. You either had to be doing sciences, or if you were an yeah. art student, then maybe you did law. Uh, and right. so he 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 said you would make an excellent science student because he thought your brain can do it but my brain was for literature <laughs> so i <laughs> i did do sciences um and then went on to study some random thing in university estate management um so neither of those things i just did because you do it you go to school you continue your education there's no passion there at all i mean mm -hmm. in university i was a stand up comedian i was in a music band 
everything but studying estate management. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I shouldn't have been studying that. That's fine. So you're oh, a powerhouse okay. of creativity in loads of different ways with your, yes, your comedy well, and, your, and your performance. That's amazing. Yes, yeah. we certainly love having fun. And that's where the fun is in the arts. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what estate management is. So there you go. <laughs> estate management. <laughs> Let's, let's not drag ourselves down into that. No, <laughs> just, no let's go let's back to boarding keep school. Keep on cruising. Let's go back to boarding school. <laughs> when you sure. read, so when you read when you read the Valerie Towers and the St. Clairs, like what what did you love about them? What was it that made you keep reading them and also go, I need to, I need to go to boarding school? Yeah. So mm-hmm. mostly the food, because I like food and the drinks, the way Enid Blyton describes mm-hmm. food and picnics. Yeah, I mean, in all her books, there's a picnic. I mean, I, I think I read a few of the famous fives. They would sit down and have mm-hmm. lemonade and all the ginger snacks. Beer. Ginger, ginger beer. Ginger beer. Exactly. Yeah. Till today, ginger beer is my favorite drink. Me I, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Good. Because people, <laughs> when you ask for it, they're like, okay, we have it, but nobody else has <laughs> So yeah, I love ginger beer. Um, so yeah, so the food, the drink, but also the 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 characters of the children, really mm-hmm. vibrant, and they had minds of their own, and it was really um, and also the girls, even though I mean, the girls were not so girly all the time, and I I I wasn't very girly, so it was very good to see that they weren't always so girly, and um, yeah, that's what I liked. Yeah, I like that too. I'm I'm the definition of an ungirly girl, so yes, I love that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and was there like was there anything about them that frustrated you, or did you just love them? So I, looking back now, when I read people's comments on her books, I have to say that sadly nothing annoyed me about the books. I loved them. I didn't find anything offensive. I didn't know to think they were offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Nigeria I was born here but then grew up in Nigeria completely never being the minority never knowing anything dangerous or anybody looking down at anyone so I read that book innocently Mm. and didn't find anything frustrating in the book at all and there were no boys that was great to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I had fun and Mamzelle the French teacher she was fantastic she was, I mean, she was always over annoyed about everything. That was, <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess there is a bit of, because I was, I was thinking about your book and I was thinking about the Mallory Towers books and I was like, I mean, one of the things that you do so brilliantly is the humour. And I was like, are yeah. Mallory Towers books funny? I didn't remember them being funny. They, they're not that funny except, so Mamzelle is the funniest bit of the French teacher and that's why I don't think uh, she could afford to lose the French teacher. She was very <laughs> funny. And then maybe the bad girls oh, yeah. were always so ridiculous that it became funny. Yeah. Um, um, but then actually there's not much humor. Like now I've gone back to read them and I cannot understand um, how I turned the page. <laughs> so not, but that's not because it's still good writing for children. Mm. Um, but I don't know. There's something... Maybe we've moved on in the world. So yeah. things, yeah, the book, it seems so um, like in a box. It's like <laughs> the words are fighting to come out of, of the box or the cage that they're in. I see when I read them now, that's how I feel. Um, but I'm pro- still good writing, but there's something 
yeah the world's moved on I guess yeah yeah it's funny because yeah. I loved her books as a child but I haven't shared them with my own kid and I don't know whether I, I ever will maybe if they're discovered you know and she reads them on her own that's fine but I loved them uh but yet I yeah. wonder when you, if you read them again as an adult now I wonder would you see things in them that you, you missed when you were a kid because I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of objectionable stuff that you could find in Nina yeah. Titan's books <laughs> but um but the humor in your book is true I, I kept a note of a few particular you know really funny bits that really made me laugh mm. you know and I, I actually I forgot to note the character's name but at the start of the book there's um when Jummy is kind of getting used to the getting used to the river school and she you know has to bring all this equipment with her when she's going you know and uh, yeah uh like you know her 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 hoe and her spade and her whatever yeah and uh and somebody says to her did you think you were carrying a hoe as part of a fashion parade and like right. well, I think you brought this stuff with you you know you have to use it and she's like <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny I was like of course why did you bring it with you if you weren't going to have to use it when you get to school <laughs> you know and then uh, somebody's somebody's looking for somebody else uh and then uh Ngozi says or somebody says where where is such and such a person and Ngozi says she's inside my nose and I thought yes. that was the best yeah, answer I'd ever heard I says whenever, a, whenever a popular, anybody is that yeah a popular phrase for Nigerian moms when you're looking <laughs> for something that you should know where it is they're like it's that. here it's right here they point to their noses <laughs> forever that will be now as soon as anyone's looking for socks or anything in my house like up my nose it's up my yeah, nose exactly <laughs> don't look for it <laughs> so funny I love that it was brilliant Aww. there were some really 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 funny bits in, in your book that really just made me giggle and go if I was a kid reading this I would just be I would be on the floor <laughs> so so it was great <laughs> so definitely uh whatever Ina Blyton might lack in humor you definitely have have uh have picked Aww. up that and, and ran with it it's great um, I mean Ina Blyton has like I was gonna say she's a lot to answer she's a lot to answer for I mean, I didn't mean this in a very like, she's a lot to answer for, but I mean, <laughs> in terms of like, she's been so influential on so really, many people. Know. I mean, she, sure, I yeah. just devoured her books when I was younger. Yeah. And I think she, yeah. like, she really turned me into like a kind of an addictive reader. I was just like, yes, when is the next exactly, one? Yeah, actually. Exactly. Yeah. True. True. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Gotta give yes. her credit where it's due. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that. Whatever yeah. else. Like, she, yeah. Yeah. Because you were always looking for the next reading. copy. Yeah. 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 And they yeah. were there. There were so many. They were there. They, geez. And, and honestly, they were page turners. You couldn't put them down. Yeah. And you I guess they were really comforting as well because you yes. knew what you were getting, especially yes, with the boarding exactly. school stories. Yeah. You knew yeah. the yeah. you knew the shape of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely that whole genre of boarding school. She's very influential there. Definitely. Did you read any other boarding school stories or were you just a Mallory Tower? I think I was a Mallory Tower St. Clair's person. And then I think maybe growing up, there was another, I think it was American, but I cannot remember the name. They were boarding school, high school people, but I never got into them fully because boys appeared and then it became too much and then they had other motives for wanting to succeed and I I, I lost interest I can remember trying to get into it had a name oh, they were popular um in Nigeria um but I never got into them I was all in it for the camaraderie in the school um and um I, I mean there are boys in my book and there's a boys school next door but they are sufficiently far enough away to not influence many things I like it like that <laughs> yeah, yeah I do I enjoyed the, the the Kingswell boys yeah they were they're important at the end though they have their they have their oh, yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that um, and uh, were there any other particular stories you could point to in your in your earlier years or your childhood that would have influenced your I guess your life and your work and things that you might have done with your your creative output so far 
Uh, so I um well I I've mentioned comics and I mm -hmm. I I won't underestimate them because the humor bit of me every everywhere I was I was always funny ish or or mm -hmm. and it's I, I guess I loved comics for that reason and then they influenced my humor um and I make a lot of faces I think I got those from comics um <laughs> <laughs> I read um. Wale Shoyinka is the is a um, playwright, uh, Nigerian laureate, um, and he wrote his memoirs called Ake, and the scenery in the in that book is unbelievable. If you you couldn't even each page is a mastery in descriptive writing. He is a genius, and. I've read that, joked about the humor in that book. It is, I mean, it's really good. And it is memoir, so it's not fiction. Um, but you will forget that you're reading someone's memoirs. It's just, it's enigmatic. It's brilliant. And I think maybe that, in my head, it's stuck that I want to tell my story. Was that, so do you think to... that was the book that made you think if of, you had being to, a writer? Not directly, mm. but it was there. It's always been... A book that I always think about. That's how you write a book. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And when did you that. When did you read that first? I wasn't that young. I think I was maybe seventeen or eighteen. Um, and there was this guy who was my very good friend, and he introduced me to the book. And he would crack jokes about the book, and I was like, I have to read this book. And I don't think I ever returned it to him. Um, I lent it to him. <laughs> it's tattered somewhere on this bookshelf here. It has no cover. And I've sellotaped some pages. And I've read it over and over again like a textbook. Because it's such a good book. Um, yeah, he's still alive. He's in his 80s now. And he's our, one of our best authors coming out from Nigeria. Definitely one of the most influential books I've read. Yeah, I think I saw a picture of what writer was it? It's the woman who wrote Akada Witch. Um, oh, I found it. Yeah. I don't know how, but she bumped into him in an airport recently. Oh, and she had a really? photo of her with him in the airport. Oh, really? Oh, wow. He's the one. <laughs> if I saw him at an airport, I would embarrass myself. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I don't normally do this. Yeah, yeah. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I have to take a picture. <laughs> he is oh, he's brilliant, and he's um he has a great mind politically. He's I mean he's he's awesome. He's great, definitely. <laughs> I went to see. He came to London, and I went to see him. My husband and I went to see him speak. Uh, he was speaking about his new book or something like that. We went to watch him, and I, I that, that's how I was. As it, he was, I just had my mouth open. He was so intelligent and so nobody, all the people that usually in those scenes make a lot of noise. We just sat there listening to this. Listening. Soaking up, soaking up the brilliance. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yes. incredible. God, I, I love that we get to live in the same on the same planet as these people. That's yeah, amazing. and that we, we have and that we have the we have the honor of being able to listen to their wisdom. It's, yes, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. But I shockingly, I am I am very ignorant of his work, so I'm going to rectify that. Thank you, He's amazing. Thank you very much um, for that. Um, were there any comics in particular that you read, or was it just the general sort of art form? It was the you, general, but I can remember it was Bino. You know, Bino, Bino. Uh, yeah, comics. Yeah. Face ache was a particular character I loved, and he'd always <laughs> make his face, and I made my face like that a lot. Um, 
even in class, like I, people would be trying to be serious and not get into trouble. And I just look back at them and go, and then they get into trouble because they would laugh and then my face would be straight. And so I remember that. Um, um, there was um, one guy, the comic, he was quick on the draw. And as he spoke, he drew in the comics. It, that was awesome. And I've never, I can't draw to save my life. But um, yeah, that that guy, was it Chalky? I can't remember. It was He was quick on the draw. So I was more, definitely more into comics. As you can see, I have maybe three or four books that I really read. Uh, but other than that, it was comics galore. Uh, Tintin, Tintin, yes. Um, oh, I was into, funny enough, very on... Usually, I was into Archie and Veronica. Did you know them? They're, are they They're Amer American. American, yeah. I yes. never know of them, but I never yeah. read them. The humor was great. Um, but looking back now, so fickle and um, unkind, maybe even. Um, very right. high school vibe. Although they, they did end up trying to make the good people get justice in their own way but um I did like them as well but I think it's the comic thing I did like that snappy um brevity that it had so I really loved those um but as an adult I've read more than when I was a child and now I can't do comics <laughs> you can't do them funny. anymore no it's, it's funny you just, you just don't you don't yeah. you don't enjoy the you don't enjoy the no story, I think method we, of storytelling anymore no I I can take them in little snippets but not like um like I'd, I'd read the annuals like the thick right um, and yeah, I had yeah. them all so um that was a lot of um I suppose that's a lot of reading in a sense um yeah but um the novels there were few and far between but now as an adult yeah I have lots of novels that I really like and still enjoy yeah and when did you start writing Jummy when did the idea for Jummy first appear in your mind so I was always when Facebook came out a very long time ago now I would put snippets of my memories of secondary school or living in Nigeria and everybody it was the most likes I ever got everybody wanted to read those snippets and would say please send more I mean like little paragraphs and then I thought people seem to like these so I started writing probably Hmm, I don't know when exactly, but what I remember is that in 2015, I was in Venice and I took loads of the snippets and turned it into a chapter of the first day of school um, in, in secondary school. And um, I didn't know where it was going, but I just wanted to put all the things that I had been putting on Facebook into like a story. And then later on that year, I think I went for a writing course. And this lady said to me that the tutor said, it's very interesting, but it can't just be a bunch of anecdotes. What's the story? Never occurred to me to have a story. I was just enjoying the writing. And then I thought, the only thing I'd love to write about is how one, and I've said this story now quite a few times when I was when I did get into secondary school and I hadn't yet gone and it was the holidays before and my sister and I were walking um and then we saw this girl selling oranges and I recognized her she was from my primary school and so I went up to her and told her what secondary school I was going to and asked her what secondary school she was going to she said no she's not going to secondary school this is it she's going to be selling oranges and I can remember walking away I didn't understand what she meant 
and I was very, very sad. Um, but I knew that's what was going to happen. And there was nothing I could do about it. So that was locked somewhere in my head. I don't think I ever really thought about it as an adult. And then when I, when that lady said to me, where's the story? Right there and then within two minutes of talking to her, it was a one-to-one um, session. And I said, I know the story. I have to write that story. And then I started to think about how to weave that story into all the anecdotes. So the anecdotes and the funny things happen first. And then... I put that story into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say 2015 is when it became a solid idea to write that story. Yeah. I hope if anyone's listening to the podcast who wants to write books that they're taking note of how long ago 2015 is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) these things take a long time to get. They do. They do. They really do. Yeah, yeah, that's so you put a lot of a lot of years of work have gone into making the story sing the way it does now. That's amazing. Um. And did you have a long process to get published by the fantastic chicken house? Did that, did that take a while or how did that work? So when I finished, I, I got some help with, um, I joined um, Golden Academy. They are oh, yes. sort of affiliated with Chicken House. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they working with their editors and going on their courses and lectures. I finished a first draft, um, which is, isn't too different from how the book turned out. But um, when I, I did that. I I used to submit them to uh, competitions like um, all the popular ones anyway, including Chicken Houses, not the Open Coop, which I finally won, the um, Times. Times Chicken House competition. Times Chicken, yeah. yeah. Sure. And I think I submitted it over two or three years. And I wouldn't even get like, thank you for sending us, unless it was an automated response. Mm, But nobody was interested, Not, not a one. Um, I tried, you know, the the other types of publishers. I think they're different. So they kind of help you self-publish. Not even them. So you would, these are people that you would pay. So they didn't even respond. <laughs> there was nothing. I used to go into my sent, out, in, sent box to check. Maybe it didn't go. It wasn't that. They didn't want it. So um, in 2020, I think I sent it into the open coop. And it was one day, January 2nd on um in 2020 I sent it in and I can remember the way I was behaving as I sent it I just saw the the advert for it and then I just I said I'm not even spell checking anything I don't want to know I'm just pressing (laughs) send and I don't care whatever I think there were even typos in the actual email I was like maybe you're even supposed to write more than this I don't care just send I was fed up and I and so when I got this email in April I was like, so they started this, the email in like the similar way that I'd heard, like the automated beginnings of a um, thank you for sending in, blah, blah, blah. Shortlisted. I have never, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I was like, this isn't happening. So I didn't tell anyone then. I just kept quiet because it was so <laughs> shocking to me. And, and then I was like, yeah, shortlisted. Who knows what that means? Um, and then she said, could you send the rest of the story? And I had it. So I sent, because we sent in only 5,000 words. So I sent the whole thing. And then like three weeks later, it became a thing. She was like, we're really interested. So now I told my family, I was like, this is real. Like, and it became um, something. They published it. I, I'm i still pinching myself that this happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
and now there's another. a second one underway. And now there's a second one coming. <laughs> I mean, if ever there was a if ever there was a song not give, not to not give up on your dream, I mean that's the song you've just sung. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. God, you know, don't give up. <laughs> because yeah, I know. You, you knew the story had something had something worth telling in it and you did not give up. And that is exactly what you need when you if you want to be uh, any kind of creative. I think tenacity and sticking with yes, it is, is what you need, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations. It's amazing. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> uh, any other any other books that you could point to? Any other novels maybe that you, that you, you might read in your younger years that have shaped your work, I guess, or your your life so far? I'd say more books that I've read later in life. Sure, um, yeah, of course. So the thing, the book that made me start walking on the Thames so oh, regularly yeah. was The Wind in the Willows. Oh, oh love. I love it. I love that book. I bought it for my daughter and read it to her. And then my mind, I it just, of course, frogs could speak. Of course, <laughs> beavers would have that. I, I believe that book. It's real. Animals are doing this. <laughs> Well, they know they are. They are. They it are. is real. I absolutely believe it. It's true. And there yeah. is a toad that is well dressed in the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was very big, very very big. Um, I loved that book, and of course, it took me forever to read because I'd read one page and walk for two hours to to think about that one page. Yeah, wow. I'd yeah. carry the book with me and then even walk down the the slope into the Thames just on the dry part and just imagine so I'm a daydreamer I'm uh I've what my daughter's a daydreamer now and you send her to brush her teeth and she comes back 30 minutes later and she's like oh yeah she hasn't done it and that was me but she has but she's written a book instead yeah I know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the wind in the willows definitely um For has sure. influenced me and um Michelle Obama's memoirs that's oh, recent becoming um, is it becoming yeah I love because that actually that was it's brilliant. so beautiful that yeah because I don't like many memoirs especially if yeah. a person's too much of a celebrity mm-hmm. I tend to not believe what this is when I think that fiction actually tells the truth more than the truth mm-hmm. because when it's a um, biography autobiography you it's like you want us to believe something about you and so you write it, which isn't as honest as fiction, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but her memoirs, when you read it, she's so courageous in telling her story and her emotions um, with, with no agenda. I, I don't know how she's been able to not care. I mean, she probably does. But just to put her whole self on the page, um, it's brilliant. So well done. Yeah. I, I, it makes you dare to do that. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't read a whole lot of celebrity or political or whatever autobiography, yes, but I, I made an political. exception for her because I, yes. I absolutely I love and admire Michelle Obama so much, and her her becoming is a beautiful book. I haven't read her new. new. She's a new. A I new, haven't read the new. I haven't one read that yet, yet but yeah. uh, I probably will. But yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed that too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. What or what is shaping you? What stories are shaping you at the moment? Oh yeah. So yes. Um. So what I'm doing now. So my favorite book as an adult although I was a young adult was um To Kill a Mockingbird um by Harper Lee and I loved I mean just the characters the way they came to life you didn't even dislike the scary man next door the way Mm. they described it you immediately felt sorry 
for whoever was living behind those doors. And so now I'm rereading it when I get the chance. Uh, I haven't had lots of time for reading lately, but I'm rereading it because I want to read Go Set a Watchman, which is mm-hmm. Harper Lee's second book, um, which she wrote like several decades after. Um, and my daughter has read both and she says they're both really great. Um, so, and I I don't think she can outdo um, To Kill a Mockingbird, but um, my daughter has convinced me that they're two completely different books. You won't be thinking, oh, she should have done this. No, you're just like, and it is, she must be a different person at, at this stage. She's an yeah, older woman. Be, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And more things have happened to her. She's story shaped and she's now <laughs> writing a different book. So um, I'm looking forward to that uh, comparison. It, it will be exciting. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't read Ghost at Watchman, um, but I, I absolutely I love um To Kill a Mockingbird as well. Yeah, I read it. I read it when I was book. a kid. It was a beautiful really, story. Really, really, it really shaped my life. Actually, it shaped my yes. thinking on a lot of issues. You know, and yes. I'm really grateful to have had that chance. Uh, one yeah. of my mum's friends recommended it to me when I was about eleven, I think, and said, "Oh, you'd eleven, you'd well done." Game. Yeah, I think I read it. Must it have been twenty yeah. or something. I don't think right. I was. Yeah, something twenty. Yeah. And I always I don't like reading. Um, so historical books that are like anything to do with sad stuff, I tend to shy away. So that I was reading that book was very, very, very daring for me, but she does it in a way she doesn't soften the issue, mm-hmm. but she speaks about the whole of life, which is what most people have to go mm-hmm. through. Even when they're going through a struggle, they still have other bits of their life that are interesting, that are fun. Um, and that was, even now when people say they like Caro, what they like about her is her dignity in mm-hmm. spite of what she's going through. And, and that's how uh, Harper Lee writes. She gives dignity to all the people in the book. And that's what made me able to to, to read it. Whereas sometimes now I feel that the, the films, and not all of them, but films and books coming out now, they tend to focus. So if the character is struggling, they struggle through everything. That's so true. It's yeah. so hard to watch. And I'm like, although I'm sure people are living life that way, but I think you, you might get more people on side reading and then finding out about these people's lives. If you create more depth and give them more dignity, at least, especially if it's fiction, you have the opportunity to give them some dignity, um, which is what draws me to a book, um, I guess. Yeah. I love that you can draw a comparison between your own character of Caro and and the treatment Harper Lee gives her characters. That's that's amazing. I love that. I love you know discovering these threads that you know string a person's life together or that help them weave their own story. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I do. I love Caro and I love her dignity and I love her her quiet talent and you know her the fact that she's a really gifted kid. You know who wouldn't have had an opportunity except yes. for people yeah. stood up for her like and, and yeah. came together to help her you know it's it's yeah. a really it's a really beautiful beautiful thing she's also really um, witty like she she can just with a phrase or a sentence just puncture yeah. jummies like and it's actually her my favorite line in your whole book i'm going to get it now because it's uh, I wrote oh, down. great <laughs> uh it's uh it's, it's from caro and uh, i get it now so i quote it properly um yeah, she says, you know, Jamoke, you always think we are wearing the same slippers. Slippers. Carol, I love that line. When, when, when Jimmy doesn't understand why Carol yeah. can't do certain things. And she goes, Jamoke, you think we're always wearing the same slippers. And I, 
has there ever been a better way of describing you know you think that we're the same but we are not the same if we're not the see same. that I'm on a different level to you you know um, and, and 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 see the reality that we're that we're living in because I suppose Jimmy is only a child she doesn't see and she yes. sees Caro as her equal or her mm-hmm. equal. obviously she is her equal but like she yes. sees her as her social equal because yes. she's her friend and she loves her yeah. but she doesn't yeah, she doesn't yeah. appreciate the the, the societal the structures yes. that they're that they're living in um yeah. and, and I just I love the way Caro is so much more I suppose mature in her way yes. in her thinking because and she has to be, to be because she's yes, raised exactly. that way you know yeah. or she's lived that way you know yeah. and it's, it's it's a sad it's a sad moment you know and it's yeah. a sad it's a sad to think of a child of Caro's age you know yes. having to be aware of these structures yeah. um you know but I'm I'm just I love her <laughs> and that and that line was just really just I says that is a brilliant line that is just yeah. exactly what the book oh. is about you know it's uh, it really it really pinpoints the social justice issues that are at the heart of the story you know and the yeah. um you know the almost cinderella-esque i suppose uh fairy tale yeah. aspects <laughs> in a way too um you know but but carol was great and yeah definitely that i can see what you're saying about the the thread the coming from harper lee uh that's yeah. that's fantastic um and we have uh we have a question that we we try to ask as well uh, of our guests and um, how do you hope your story, your stories will shape your readers? Do you have any kind of hopes for your own work that you're producing now? Do you, do you, do you see it being, do you imagine how it's going to be read by your author, by your, sorry, by your audience? Um, and do you have any hopes for how it will help to shape them as as people or as as readers? Excellent. Um, so at first I was just writing for fun. And then mm-hmm. as I started to write it, I started to ask myself, well, so for example some of the my my secondary school was really good but it wasn't as beautiful as I described and Mm -hmm. it could have been but I think that they didn't care enough to make it as beautiful as it could have been and I I would love children especially in Nigeria reading the book to say it can be like that um because it's not we can do it and we can do it you know, and mm-hmm. we can do it and we can make it like that. And where there were bullies and seniors who were not as kind to juniors, you're reading that book. And, I don't have to be a nasty senior. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was popular or cool to be like that. Um, I remember when I was a teenager, I went, to, we went to take some pictures and my friends told me that you have to frown in the picture to look beautiful. So all of us did like that in the picture. We really <laughs> frowned. And I have these pictures today. I was like, that was not true. We didn't look cool. <laughs> I was like, so now when I'm writing, I'm like, uh, I want to challenge even soft issues to say, is it really good that you're like that? So that the contrast between when Ungozi this is in this, um, when you first see Ungozi, she's a bit nasty. Mm-hmm. And then she, because the other seniors around her are behaving more responsibly she tries to work better with the juniors um which is so the first time you see ungozi that's how most seniors would behave in secondary school in nigeria because you have to gain respect you have Um, to be tough at the start so yeah yeah, exactly yeah yeah i get it those other seniors who were also tough um but were kind um i'm trying to show them well you don't have to be all cheesy and corny to be kind you can actually maintain your respect and still be kind and still be responsible towards the junior girl so that's the kind of thing so that's the specific on a specific level but also things like you mentioned just doing things beyond yourself mm-hmm. doing things for other people um you know and not so when I found out that the girl couldn't go to school in real life couldn't go to mm-hmm. secondary school 
There was no thought in my mind that I could ever do anything about it. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't think about it again, even though I was sad at the time. Um, but maybe if you read my book, you'll be thinking, maybe I should tell my parents even. Maybe I should discuss with my friends over a midnight feast <laughs> and think about <laughs> how we can solve this or at least care about it and then do something. Like as yes. was saying, the social structures, like Kara's aware of the social structures, but one yes. of the things that your book is trying to, I guess, um, get its readers to see is that those social structures can be challenged and they with a lot of work can be changed. Exactly. And, and mm -hmm. we know um, in real life it's slower, mm -hmm. um, but at least even if you ran a 5k to collect money to give somewhere it's making a difference even in a small way um and that that's what that's my hope in in the book and specifically kindness knowing that children can be kind and and still be cool because i think it's important for kids they don't want to lose cred street cred or they want to still be cool but you kindness is cool kind. you guys exactly <laughs> kindness is cool exactly <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we all we all need a world where kindness is cool for sure yeah. um yeah. yeah no i i really found your book to be you know if i'd even as, a, as an adult reading it i felt i found it to be such a meaningful story and you know mm -hmm. the 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 social structures being challenged and, and the kind of the, the teamwork and the camaraderie between the girls really really warmed me and i think if i was a child reading it i'd go god you know what what can I what can I change today? What can I go out in the world now and fix? You know what what things can I make right that are that are currently wrong? You know I think it's yeah. such an inspirational story, um and I really do hope and think that um it would shape the readers that come across it uh, in in a really great way, um, and I think that's the, that's all anyone can really ask for if you're a creative, isn't it? To to hope that the work you you make will help or or help shape um a reader or a, or a, a listener or whatever it is. Um, in 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 a good way. So I think you've definitely succeeded there. Um, your book well, genuinely you. it's it's a it's a very it's a very touching and moving story. Um, and there's more and, to come. So you're and you're, there's more to come. Can't wait. <laughs> you're you're almost you're finished. You're working your final round of edits for Time to for Shine in the two. River School. Yes, Time to Shine at the River School. Um, and that will be out. The, when is that? That'll be out? out in May. May. May twenty twenty three. So Great. yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but writing book two is um completely different from writing book one. You also have now the voice. How can you make it good? How will they like it as much as you um book one? And um, you have less time. Um, nobody's yes. giving you five years to write your book. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, it, absolutely. Quite tough, but yeah. And yeah, will there be? Will there be more to come from the Ruru School after that? So we're hoping for at least a third one. So we're three books. Um, we don't know where it'll go from there, but at the moment, three books is what we're expecting. So yeah. that's fantastic. Um, and I'm sure I hope anyway that you have more ideas in your in your ideas box that you're gonna yes. you're gonna eventually. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any any secret or not so secret sort of ambitions for future work or anything that you're planning or thinking about now? Um, I think mostly uh, very different from Jimmy. I think of um, fantasy. Um, so like yeah. I mentioned, the eighth yeah. day. Yeah, thing. I want um, you I to mean, write I, that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I think about um, characters in more rural parts of Nigeria mm -hmm. um, just coming alive. And um, FY's book is similar to yes. the kind of thing that I just... A little bit of magic or mm -hmm. um, 
fantasy anyway, powers, children with powers. Um, but that's all in my head. Um, I think actually, no, one I've written a short story somewhere on my computer. Um, Death and the Boy or something. <laughs> it's like, um, I love it. it's fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, in my head, maybe I'd write a fantasy novel. Who knows? Um, we'll see where that goes. But at the moment, it's completely, all my mind is on the river school and Jumi and her friends. Yeah. Very good. Um, and are there, if, if a person was completely new, I suppose, to the writing of Nigeria or the writing maybe yeah. of Africa as a whole, yeah. um, where what would be your primer? Like, what would you, what would you say you have to read? I suppose you've, you've talked about what I see already, but um, yeah. anybody else that you might recommend as a, as a really, I suppose, you know, you have to read this person because they're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else? Um, so also um, Chinua Achebe, the book that I read, Things Fall Apart, where I read yeah. page 90. <laughs> Yeah. Then, um, read page 90 so much more in the book I've seen the play now there's so much more it's a really good book but recently um, well within the last 10 years we um, Chimamanda Adichie yes um, yeah. Half of a Yellow Sun mm. is the most captivating I read it in for me that's uh, I read it in three days that is very short I did nothing else <laughs> except read that book. I, I didn't, I hardly ate food. It was a brilliant book. Um, and it really, it's set in, um, there was a war between the East and the North in Nigeria. And that's around the time of the book um, several okay. decades ago. Um, but it's beautifully done, beautifully done. She's written many other books. Yeah, I, I think I have her Purple Hibiscus. Is she the author of Purple, Purple Hibiscus? Yes, she's Purple Hibiscus. Yeah, and yeah. She is, I think I um, that. Americana. Americana. Love Americana. Americana. Yes, yeah. Um, but Half of a Yellow Sun, I, I think even she will say that is the best that she has written. That she's done. It's amazing. Wow. Um, really good. If there was one book out of all of the books that you mentioned that the listeners <laughs> had to go away and buy and read, what book would you tell them that they must, must, must read? Oh, no, it would be that last one. That uh, last half one. Of the Yellow Sun, because Yellow it's Sun. so relevant. Mm. It's so modern, even though she's writing it from ages ago. It's so anybody can grasp Nigeria from that book, whereas some of the others, you'd have to be in Nigeria to really appreciate the books. And, you'd, you'd, and then maybe you might get some of the humour, but this Half of the Yellow Sun is relevant, current, it's a beautiful book. Really and would good. you say it's the same book for if you're talking about like one book out of all of the books that have shaped you across your life so far? Mm. Is it the same one or a different one? No, Shaped Me would be Ake by Wally Shoyinka. Mm -hmm. um, this book, it's not that we don't continue to form as adults, just I'd made up my mind, it's fine. I'm now enjoying the book um, from another person's point of view, but it's not really shaping me so to speak it's shaping actually my my thoughts on the war that happened in Nigeria at that time but um not particularly shaping my life or anything like that I'd say um Michelle Obama's what was that one Becoming Becoming, uh, Becoming has shaped me more okay as having more courage to write um honestly about how I feel about something, even if it's fiction. And then of course, because I'm training to be a priest, I read the Bible uh, a lot. And that shapes me, the stories of justice, kindness. And, and because many people that complain about the Bible haven't read it. 
um, they don't know that there's lots of justice in, in the Bible, um, lots of kindness um, and rules about being kind. Um, so those are my current shapers. You taught me a new word. I'm going I to like be using that. It. Oh, <laughs> We're going to steal it. it. What are your the current shapers? shapers. Current shapers. <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, you can't go very wrong with being shaped by uh, half of Yellow Sun and the Bible and Michelle Obama. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're pretty good shapers. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> I like the shape you're going to turn out to be. That sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think we better we better wrap things up because we're coming to the to the hour. This is um, amazing. <laughs> but uh, but just I mean, as we say to all our guests, and it is genuinely true, we could talk to you forever because it's so much fun. I love you know we're all we're all book nerds, I guess, in our own way, you know. And yes. nothing nothing book nerds love talking about more than 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 books. <laughs> um, so it's always a pleasure. Um, but today has been a real pleasure. It's been real fun, and I've really really enjoyed it. Um, and if readers, if you haven't yet read uh, Jummy at the River School, um, by Sabine Adianka, please go and acquire a copy and and devour it the same way Susan and, and I did get to know really... Jummy and Caro and all of the <laughs> other wonderful like it's just such a wonderful cast of characters Abs- it's really really great Thank you know you. yeah and even a person like me who couldn't run five meters uh, without collapsing <laughs> know, you're like, Come on, <laughs> I, I feel like I can run a run a, run a, run a sprint now after you know <laughs> it's an, it's, I wasn't a great sports person either I just uh, yeah. but people then think oh did you run in school no no, no. I dreamed sounded, about running. You sounded like you were an accomplished athlete because you describe it so well. You know? But I guess <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those yeah. features of like the classic boarding school story. There's always like a competition some kind of sports some competition, some yeah, sports yeah, element. Yeah. 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 I loved it. But, uh, but definitely. And we're, we'll, we'll be looking out for Sorry, to remind me of the title of your new book again, Sabine. Time to Shine at the River School. Time to Shine at the River School, next May in May 2023. So we'll all be yeah. looking out for that. But um, it just falls to us to say thank you so much to you thank for being you. here with us today. Thank it's been you. such a joy. Thank um, you so much for making it easy. It was such an easy conversation. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we love talking about books, so it's yeah. always a joy. But um, but thanks so much to Sabine for being here. Um, and thanks also to our listeners for listening in. Um, and as I always ask, humbly and politely at the end of every episode if you've enjoyed the episode which of course you have because it was fantastic um <laughs> do, do please um like or review or rate it or share it with whoever you might uh, think you think might enjoy listening to people talk about books um and we would really appreciate every new pair of ears that we get on our podcast and um, we're we're really excited about the work we're doing here and we want everybody to hear it and be part of it um so help us with that please if you can um, and until next week when we see you again with another fantastic guest um, we shall bid you farewell so it is goodbye from me Sinead O'Hart goodbye <laughs> from me Susan <laughs> goodbye from me Sabine take care goodbye take care everybody bye. thank you bye. <laughs> bye. you've been listening to Story Shaped with Susan Cahill and Sinead O'Hart follow us on Twitter at Story Shaped Pod And don't forget to subscribe on the streaming service of your choice so that you never miss an episode. Music by Tony Betts.